For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, round two, we have another Canadian that will be joining us shortly, Dan Fournier, former educator, journalist. Uh, now check out his Substack, uh, fournier.substack.com. Dan, Dan Fournier's inconvenient truths and what's going on in the world there was a great thread by lisa logan i am lisa logan on x she's been a guest on the program she's friends with james lindsay and she says i've discovered exactly how the federal government is sneakily going to turn freedom loving america into a surveillance state like china through the manipulation of the term resilience it's called the federal plan for equitable long-term recovery and resilience and it's basically a long thread detailing how these uh, local and state programs linked to the WHO, UN SDGs uh, are being implemented. And it's funny, uh, you know, I quote tweeted her and I got a retweet from James Lindsay, who's got like half a million followers. Basically, I, I said that, yeah, tell me about it. I live in a resilient city, Guadalajara, Mexico City, uh, other cities scattered around the U.S., the globe, uh, are Rockefeller-financed resilient cities. That's what they're called. Uh, they're smart cities. And you, you can read the white... I've read the white paper for Guadalajara myself. Uh, it's sponsored by Visa, all of the big corporations. They explicitly say we want to eventually have a cashless system in these resilient cities. Get rid of cash. Uh, have all sorts of surveillance and AI. They talk about pre-crime. That's basically minority report. Uh, so with the surveillance systems, they can detect crime before it happens. And hey, guess what's going to happen? The, often um, people who are innocent will be get, get, get caught up in this. We've, we've already seen this happen in the U US where um, AI systems have wrongfully, um, you know, wrongful, led to wrongful ar arrests of, of uh, people. So that was a fascinating thread by Lisa Logan on Twitter. Uh, more, you know, world government news. I subscribe to a number of uh, newsletters. There's talk about, again, the Earth Constitution. We need a new UN designed for democratic rule. This is possible by the UN General Assembly using Article 109-3 to launch a review of the obsolete UN Charter. The UNGA could utilize the Earth Constitution as a guide, model, and authority to create a new UN, the Earth Constitution drafted by the World Constitution and Parliament Association, would establish a world parliament with the House of Peoples, House of Nations, and House of Councillors. Unlike the current UN, a new UN established under the Earth Constitution would have a well-designed world judicial system with real authority. The Earth uh, Constitution contains enforceable law and order, which is absent in the present UN. Uh, and there's been a lot of false flag news. Uh, Ken Silva of Headline USA, Libertarian Institute, has been a guest frequently with me here on TNT. Uh, he just published a slew of articles. One uh, talks about how the FBI arrests another member of satanic neo-Nazi terrorist cult, Order of the Nine Angles, or O9A. Last week, the Justice Department filed charges against one of their members, but he points out how it's a group heavily infiltrated by the feds involved in several recent alleged terrorist plots. Um, 
He says that uh, 09A has spooky connections to U.S. security agencies. Its founder was a member of a CIA-sponsored militia in the U.K. during the Cold War. Uh, and its U.S. leader is a longtime FBI informant. So just, again, most terrorism is state terrorism, false flag operations. The feds, the intel agencies themselves running these, quote, domestic terror groups like 09A. In the past, I've talked with Ken uh, about other such groups how one of the big neo-nazi groups in the u.s was founded by an fbi informant um he had another story today as well militia leader targeted by fbi is out of prison and the reason that he went to prison using at least two undercover informants the fbi concocted a case uh, that cox had plot plotted to assassinate federal agents so this is schaefer uh cox uh and now he's out and he says that um one thing um i have noticed is that after what was done to trump everyone knows the fbi and doj are totally corrupt so this guy was put into prison because again because of fbi informants and uh leftist trevor aronson who i've interviewed also just published for intercept uh today the nypd and the fbi secretly targeted a california marine in a catfishing operation in 2020 the cops thought he was communicating about terrorism his explanation he was just s-h-i-t posting so no terrorism there uh so th th that's basically the name of the game here uh president of czech republic foresees a significant shift in the russian ukraine war in 2024 but not in favor of Kiev. so that's uh, interesting um no russia at davos it's a loss for the world economic forum not for Moscow. Moscow's envoy, envoy in Switzerland says that's interesting. There have been a lot of interesting clips coming uh, from Putin recently. Putin and NATO, he says, in 1991, they said not an inch eastward. They are right by our door now, says uh, Putin. He's also talking about uh, Ukraine uh, breaking up and then parts of Ukraine going back to Poland, Hungary, and Romania, as it was before World War II. Um, a lot of interesting comments uh, coming out. Slovak Prime Minister Robert Fico says he's convinced large part of the EU is deliberately living the war in Ukraine as a big lie. Uh, a lot more stuff. The Houthis are not deterred by US-led armada. The global grand chessboard is changing. Uh, we're in a time of great change. All right. If you got a suggestion for a possible guest or host you want to hear on TNT radio or topic you want us to discuss, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Just fill out the suggestion form at tntradio.live or message any one of us uh, presenters. I have a contact form, so just uh, send me a message there. Help us make a difference on TNT radio. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. According to the Diocese of Jerusalem, a Christian mother and daughter were killed in cold blood by an Israeli sniper in the grounds of a Catholic church in Gaza City. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNC Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. Uh, this is pretty shocking. It's uh, being responded to around the world. In fact, the most senior Catholic cleric in England has described it as a cold-blooded killing. Cardinal Vincent Nichols, the Archbishop of Westminster, said the shooting did, quote, nothing to further Israel's right to defend itself, end quote. 
The two women uh, were members of Gaza's shrinking Christian community, which dates back to the first century. Uh, they were killed inside the Holy Family Parish in Gaza City on Saturday, according to the Latin Patriarch Patriarchate of Jerusalem. Most of Gaza's Christian families have taken refuge in the compound since the start of the war. Nahida Khalil Anton and her daughter Samar were shot as they walked to the sisters' convent, the Patriarchate said. One was killed as she tried to carry the other to safety. Quote, seven more people were shot and wounded as they tried to protect others inside the church compound. No warning was given. No notification was provided. They were shot in cold blood inside the premises of the parish where there were are no belligerents. End quote. Nichols, who has twice visited the parish, told Sky News on Monday, quote, this happened within what has been clearly designed as a church place, which I cannot believe for a minute has rocket launchers in it, as Israel claims. It's a community that since October has sheltered hundreds of people and looked after them. He added, quote, it's certainly a cold-blooded killing. What absolutely puzzles me is that this does nothing to further Israel's right to defend itself. End quote. Antonio Tajani, the Italian foreign minister, also criticized Israeli forces on Monday for allegedly shooting and killing people in the church compound, saying such actions would not help in his war to defeat Hamas. He said, quote, this has nothing to do with the fight against Hamas because the terrorists are certainly not hiding in Christian churches, end quote. On Sunday, Pope Francis suggested Israel was using, quote unquote, terrorism tactics in Gaza as he deplored the killing of the women. The pontiff said, quote, unarmed civilians are the objects of bombings and shootings, and this happened even inside the Holy Family Parish complex, where there are no terrorists but families, children, people who are sick or disabled, nuns. Some would say it is war, it is terrorism. Yes, it is war, it is terrorism, end quote. Mark Regev, a senior advisor to the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, said, quote, we don't shoot people who are going to church to pray. It just doesn't happen. That's not the way the IDF operates, end quote. Responding to Nichols' comments, he told Sky News an investigation was underway. Quote, could they have been killed in the crossfire by Palestinian terrorists who were shooting at our people indiscriminately? I don't know, end quote. He added, quote, I think the Pope and the Archbishop are relying on reports that they've heard come out of Gaza. Hamas has the guns. People won't speak out of tune without facing violent retribution. That's the fact of life in Hamas territory. So one has to be very careful with these reports, end quote. Uh, relatives of Layla Moran, the liberal Democrat MP for Oxford West and Abingdon, were, quote, under siege by Israeli forces, end quote, at the Holy Family Church complex, she told The Guardian uh, over the weekend. Moran said her relatives, her grandmother, her son, his wife and their 11-year-old twins had been inside the church since their home was bombed in the first week of the war and were now, quote, absolutely terrified, end quote. According to The Guardian, she added that Israeli forces had since, quote, taken the building opposite the Holy Family Church, and there are now snipers at every window with their guns pointing into the church. There's also a tank that's taken up position outside. Anyone trying to move around is being shot at, end quote. So... Pretty shocking, contentious report, Harbori. Um, what say you about this one? Obviously not uh, good, and I don't really see any um, excuse for 
you know such an event um but i i'm starting to notice a lot of smart you know i i want to introduce the word nuance uh, again because the israeli government is doing you know, it's just like any other government and i kind of want to do away with this um idea that we're we're not allowed to talk about this and, and i think the tide is shifting uh, you know this whole thing about anti-semitism and 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 zionism and just more and more people that you know didn't often talk about this subject are in a nuanced way coming you know yuri roshka the moldovan um um politician that i've interviewed who's been on tnt um he just published a story recently dan fournier our, our guest next hour on his Substack is uh, he's dealing with this issue and we're separating again zionism and certain groups uh versus you know jews and, and the rest of the world i think that's important and we have to have this nuanced discussion but um you know we're, we're seeing more and more that it's a lot of the mainstream christian evangelicals in the u.s they just give carte blanche blank check to israel and that you know that's one reason that they're allowed to you know run roughshod as we're seeing now with these people with impunity doing doing um such things and so i think we have to have this discussion more and more nuanced uh intellectual you know responsible using evidence and so it, it, this happens in wars you know in the yugoslavia in sarajevo and bosnia you had i think it was called sniper's alley you know you two wrote the song uh miss sarajevo uh, about this and I've interviewed Bill forgetting Bill uh his last name Carter it's on my podcast uh he uh recorded the, he he filmed a documentary um about uh what happened there there were uh, um and basically in Sarajevo um you know you had Serb snipers from the hills just shooting kids women and children trying to pass back and forth and this kind of re this is, reminds me of what, what happened back there in the 90s so uh yeah your thoughts your further thoughts ruckus i yeah i don't know war is no fun right um here's what the, the thing that stuck with me actually because a lot of this has been popping up lately is this uh, argument about you can't trust one side or the other they're like saying oh isn't it i it's kind of ironic it's hypocritical it's a comedy of tragic errors of some sort uh, the fact that they're like, oh, well, you can't trust the news coming from these people, but you can trust the news coming from us when, in, in fact, like you can't trust either side's news and you have to try to figure out what the truth is somewhere in the middle usually. Um, but yeah, to, to then just like, it is a bit on the nose, I guess is the expression. It's a little telling when, when they have this knee-jerk reaction to the news, right? And say, well, you, or you can't just try. They don't, they don't give it any any credit whatsoever and and then they accuse everybody who reports the news from the other side as being anti-semitic so this this one piece uh, there are a number of pieces but predominantly from the guardian just because the guardian is reporting the fact that somebody else is saying that there are these people snipers are set up there does that make the guardian anti-semitic well in today's world it does and it's just trying to silence the conversation which to me is telling that somebody has something to hide call me crazy yeah and you know i i i did visit bethlehem which I, it's in the west bank uh under you know Pal palestinian control and you do sense you know regardless of what one thinks you sense that it's an oppressed zone that 
you know, Israel has control, they have more wealth, they've got these checkpoints, and you feel like you're entering a prison and the people living, the Palestinians living there are just living, living on, on impoverished. It's just not, I feel it's, it's not fair objectively uh, looking at it. And, you know, I've read the group book, I've got it right behind me, Startup Nation, which is fantastic talking about the miracle of Israel. In my, in my mind, again, it's like, why can't we share the wealth that Israel has with Gaza, West Bank? You know, we can all hold hands, sing Kumbaya, but no. Uh, yeah, I've got no, I have no idea how any of this is going to end. Well, look at the Bible. I think that that's, a, that's our solution. All right, Ruckus, talk to you. Uh, tomorrow we have a Canadian uh, journalist, Dan Fournier, joining us uh, right after this. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Joining us, returning to the broadcast is uh, Canadian Dan Fournier, who worked for over 35 years in the education sector, and he's transi transitioned no, not that transition, but transitions to journalism with a focus on current events, geopolitics, uh, and Canada. He writes at fournier.substack.com. That's F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.substack.com. Welcome back to the program, Dan. Hey, thank you very much, Hervori. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. We can see you now. Uh, last time you, we, you were on, it was audio only, and now we are video. Things are looking up at, at TNT. I see you got the Christmas tree behind you. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty busy these days, doing a little bit of a home renovation, uh, trying to get the part two of my uh, next article out, which, again, I'm going to beat my records, probably going to be longer than the, the previous one, which was the longest one. And I, I actually, I'm going to have to do it in three parts uh, because the second part was just too long and I'm going to scare the, my readers away if I if I make it just too long. So uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that today. Well, yeah, yeah let's talk about that. I mean, that's uh, up there at your uh, Substack, published a couple of weeks back, very uh, lengthy. I think you said it's... Uh... 70 pages uh, in length and it's titled the synagogue of satan part one prophecy bankster cabal wars and the zionist uh plan and you know you start off talking about 
um, prophecy. And so, you know, let's let's start there where you say the Bible foretells and and, and warns. And, you know, th that's kind of how I view things. You, you, you talk about how, you know, there's the, the prophecies mentioned rumors of wars, famines, and you point to uh, this attack on farmers, growers and landowners as a result of the WEF Great Reset. So that will surely lead to famines. You, you know, when you look at pestilences, you know, COVID-19, whatever that uh, was. And so, uh, yeah, w w what's uh, what's going on with the synagogue of Satan? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned famine, too, because uh, I was just on, on another uh, podcast yesterday morning and uh, the host was talking about water because water is becoming a, a very serious issue so he he kind of made two points uh one uh, one point was that there are some farmers in western canada uh that been uh that have been having trouble with the authorities because they actually have water rights on their property on their farms and everything but uh, the government is trying to uh impede those rights and they're giving these lame excuses because uh they say it takes from other rivers uh, away, you know, and we got to protect the salmon and this and that. And it's obviously a, a big ploy. And <laughs> and the other, it's kind of a prediction he made the host of the podcast. Uh, it's called the Jason Levine Show, by the way, uh, in Canada. He's based in Alberta. So uh, because you're talking about one of my previous posts, which is a uh, cyber attack, and we can talk about that a little bit later, because I wrote that post in August and I made some predictions. And uh, <laughs> some of those predictions I've, I've, I've been taking root in the past uh, couple weeks. And also with the Obama's new movie uh, that just came out. Uh, so. Part of my prediction was actually in there and that that just came out last week so it's is we can talk about that later uh but basically he predicted that um uh there could be an event where uh they contaminate the water and they say the water supply is no good and when you think of it <laughs> there's no better way to disrupt people's lives than and saying their water is no good I mean, people can't just buy bottled water, you know, and shower with that and, and do everything, right? So anyway, so that's a little bit of a sidetrack, but uh, yeah, it complements uh, what could happen with famine, and uh, we can talk about that more if you want. Yeah, just to add, you know, there's a story I bookmarked uh, yesterday. One person dies and five are put on ventilators after catching deadly disease from contaminated water in uh california there was a deadly bacteria uh they're talking about legionnaires disease someone contracted uh, because of a poorly maintained water uh, system uh, outside of san francisco but um yeah if you want to get into your uh lengthy article and get your take on you know where we are and where we're going yeah i mean the, the article is quite long <laughs> so it depends uh what you want to what you want to focus on um the i noticed on your uh substack the, the geopolitics and empire uh one thing we could talk a little bit about and and maybe you can give me a little bit if you have a more inside information because i was looking at the because i have a prediction in my second post for uh, synagogue of satan i'm going to make and it's going to be a prediction about the al-aqsa mosque in jerusalem which is the third holiest site in, in 
for Muslims, right? So uh, I was kind of looking at the name Operation Al-Aqsa. That's when Hamas uh, attacked Israel, right, on October 7th. And I was looking, at, there was an article as early as 9.23 in the morning, the Times of Israel, and it's the earliest reference I could find for the name Operation Al-Aqsa. I, I, I found the name quite telling. So uh, do you have any particular insights as to where why that name was chosen was it i i, I think on your substack it, it said or your ian davis article right he, uh that it was chosen by hamas but uh was it really because all the western media just and uh, even the times of israel they went with that particular name <laughs> so uh wondering if you have any insight uh, about that uh i have to double check ian yeah ian davis wrote that uh for me about uh, Alexa being a false flag basically I I do think it did come um for Hamas and I I did you know um Zach Emmanuel who writes for counter magazine who I've had on the program he wrote a fascinating article about um what's been going on also being having a Def, you know definitive between Israel and Hamas as well as a re religious or spiritual element which is definitely there I think you touch on it in your article and, and you know people don't really talk about this because you know in the secular mainstream uh but I, I maybe where you're headed is I, I have a feeling that at some point a rocket might fall on Al-Aqsa or, or 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 something because you know there, there's this Temple Mount that wants to be rebuilt for the third um time that's and right. I, I i think something yep. like that's going to happen if we can just uh hold that for a moment dan we got to jump to our headlines the conversation continues you guys are awful positive today for what we're witnessing it's that division that they want to push now tnt radio news for tnt radio news this is james o'neill Ahmad Khalat, the director of kamal adwan hospital in jabalia gaza admitted to being a high-ranking hamas commander and disclosed how the hospital was converted into a military operations center. In Bangladesh, a train was set on fire by protesters during a nationwide strike organized by the opposition. Barbara Balmaceda, 23-year-old from Florida, has been indicted for her involvement in the events at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. We're back with Dan Fournier of um, Fournier.substack.com. By the way, Dan, I, I, I noticed you mentioned in your uh, article, All Wars Are Bankers Wars, the documentary by Michael Rivero. And I just had him on the program uh, last week. Mike was here on the program. He recently retired his his radio program, uh, but he is doing appearance media uh, appearances. And so we were talking about Al-Aqsa, Al your, your further thoughts there. Yeah, there's there's two main things I want to say here uh, about Al-Aqsa. So first of all, Al-Aqsa, people often confuse it with the Dome of the Rock, which has the Golden Dome 
It's not the same thing. Okay, they're they're almost right next to each other, and kind of between them, um, there's the Temple Mount, like you mentioned. Okay, so that's the most mo Al-Aqsa Mosque is actually the most likely site upon which sat Solomon temples. There's there, there's some scholarly debate if whether it's Al-Aqsa or if it's Dome of the Rock. Uh, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, I did a lot of reading about it, but uh, from my research, it seems to be the Al-Aqsa Mosque. So in other words, and it's been, you know, it's been a mosque since the, I think the seventh century. So it's been there for a very, very long time. And for them to build the Solomon Temple, uh, it, it basically there's some kind of like, uh, like you said, maybe an explosion or, or you know, like, something like that would have to happen for it to be destroyed and then they say well that's just war and then they'll have their excuse and then they'll they'll want to rebuild the temple there uh one other thing that that i don't know if you guys know about this but um because you're talking about banker wars and definitely the rothschilds have been involved in ranker uh, banker wars for a long time now the Rothschild group they own they have a 40% stake in the Economist group so they published the Economist magazine and have you seen the cover of a 2012 2013 cover of the the Economist magazine have you seen that one is that where they depict uh, the paraglider uh that's right. It's the the title. It says a rough guide to hell. There's they every year they they come out with this issue where they have this very cryptic like uh, graphics uh, on the front, and they often have uh, many politicians, and they have like very kind of strange looking cartoonish events that happen. And this particular cover has uh, lots of devils. And uh, lots of tridents, uh, and, and actually in my part two, there's two different, because uh, tridents are symbolic, symbolic of the devil. And I'm going to be talking about uh, two, uh, like different events, not just Al-Aqsa, but also um, uh, 9-11 and JFK, because those were ritualistic killings. And that symbology comes back into play. But what is really interesting about this particular um, magazine cover is the Rough Guide to Hell is on the top, you have on the left-hand side, you have this, uh, this, this fellow in kind of a green suit and he has a headband and it's written Hamas on it and he's a hang glider. <laughs> and he's face-to-face -face with this other type that looks, I don't know if it's Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, a white guy with a white helmet and uh, the flag of Israel, on another kind of similar paraglider, and they're kind of colliding, and and I mean, that's just, it's like, it, it can't be coincidental, right? I mean, this is, it has to be part of predictive programming. So I don't know if your audience was aware of that particular cover, but they can look it up. Uh, I think it's the magazine, uh, Economist magazine cover for December 22nd to January 4th, 2013. So if people want to look that up, uh, they can Google it or they can um, try to go to the Economist original site and see it. <laughs> Pretty yeah, strange they, they stuff. They often do that. I use examples like the 1988 Economist cover, where they got a phoenix uh, rising over ashes of um, 
fiat currencies and and like a Bitcoin like coin. Uh, and they predicted that happening in 2018. Um, but, uh, you know, you also talk about the synagogue of, of Satan, and this is now being discussed more and more, right? Zionism, uh, you know, and again, I was making the point earlier in the previous hour that we have to separate the two. You've got uh, Jewish Zionists, you've got non-Jewish Zionists, um, and then you've got Jews of all flavor secular jews israelis i've been to israel i grew up in the jewish community in skokie illinois uh where there was the the neo-nazi um they allowed in, it was in the 60s uh you know skokie is famous because they allowed because of free free speech uh, this neo-nazi march uh in in skokie where a lot of you know um holocaust survivors or, or jew uh jews are, are living um but um you know, there's this whole issue of Zionism, this project, this Greater Israel project, uh, the, the Rothschilds, and 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 whatnot. Hazaria as well. I've had a few guests on talk about Hazaria. You know, b b up until a few years ago, I knew nothing about Hazaria. Um, I'm I'm still uh, not sure what to think of it because um, I, I think maybe maybe history books on Hazaria are uh, lacking. But your further thoughts on uh, some of this stuff and whether you you might see them being successful in bringing about a greater Israel because you know we know that they want to expel Palestinians from Gaza to Egypt to the United States uh there's talk about on uh you know a war expanding into Lebanon and Syria and and, and so forth yeah I mean there there's a lot there would be a lot to unpack there because uh like you said you have you have Zionists you have uh, American Zionists uh uh, it's it's just like even Christian Zionists. So basically, the Zionists that's what that's what they want, right? They want the return to uh, like Israel and the homeland. So that's part of part of my posts is are the Rothschild Zionists, and of course they're Zionists, right? It's just like Joe Biden said, "Ah, I'm not a Jew," and he said, "I don't. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, right?" So uh, in my post, I, I list a, I, I talk a lot about American Zionism, and I list a lot of uh, U.S. politicians. It's incredible the list of politicians that are um, uh, that uh, either have a Jewish citizenship or are like more overtly uh, Zionists. So it's it's pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, the the ultimate plan here is is. I mean, there's another section too. I have in, in in on in that particular post, and it's based on a book from another Canadian journalist. Uh, it, the, the book is called "The Host and the Parasite," and I don't know if you recall. Um, I I link there's a video because the, this guy is uh, Greg Felton, so he's an invest investigative reporter. So he's uh, he's the author of the book. And several years back, he he gave a talk at the Vancouver Library uh, out here in Canada and British Columbia. And it was very controversial at the time because uh, many people were upset that he was talking because basically uh, his his talk is about 45 minutes. And I put three videos of about 15 minutes each. And then I put the key excerpts. And long story short here, people can read the bullet points if they want, but uh, he's basically explaining how the U.S. Congress and the United States foreign policy has been usurped by Israel and by more specifically by the Zionists. And he 
he also makes the claim that, uh, like, just what happened in, on 9-11, like, when you think about it, who, like, who benefited? Like, who benefited more? Israel, of course, right? Like, did the Americans benefit? And I link to, in, in my post, I link to the, the cost of war, you know, the trillions of dollars, the hundreds of, uh, more than 100,000, like, just in Iraq, I think it was over 100,000 lives lost. Uh, so the, the Americans definitely didn't, did not benefit. So he, uh, I'm pretty much in agreement with his thesis on that. And I, I get into 9-11 in, in the part two of my post, which I hope to have up this Thursday. And there's a very big ritualistic aspect to uh, 9-11. So I'm going to, I've been doing a deep dive in there and uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get yeah, into I, the weeds I, for that. I, I would just add, you know, when it comes to 9-11, you know, it would be mutually beneficial because I think, uh, you know, it, it could benefit, it would benefit Tel Aviv, right? Because global war on terror, you're knocking out um, neighbors, Arab uh, countries. Uh, but it, it would also benefit as, you know, you know, this is where I think the nuance comes in from my view, because you've got, I was mentioning the other day, you know, you have an Israeli lobby, but you know, they interlock, you know, you've got the Rothschilds, then you've got, uh, you know, Bilderberg, right? Who founded Bilderberg, and which interlocks with these other aspects. It was Prince Bernard uh, of the Netherlands, who was a Nazi, right? So, you know, who, who I, I don't think he's uh, Jewish. And so, Again, you, you, you've if it's it's this interlocking play, and uh, if what you're alluding to, um, you know, the connection to Israel 9/11, um, you'd also have that be beneficial to the glo global American empire, right? For them to use the global war on terror to project their power to take more uh, countries to knock them out and then um, interconnect them to the I to the Bretton Woods system, IMF, World Bank, and 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 so forth that John Birkins uh, talks about as well, and so. Um, yeah, your further thoughts on uh, uh, the 9-11 uh, ritual. Uh, again, I, for me, that makes sense. I know there's an author from Trine Day who wrote a book about it. I haven't been able to read it yet, but um, your further thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, 9-11, there, there's so much in there. I mean, it's it, it's pretty crazy. Um, there, there, There's a book titled the most dangerous book in the world colon 911 as a mass ritual um so i borrow a little bit from that uh book i don't know if you heard about that book i think that's the book i was talking uh, about they, from, from trying day yeah yeah and they get it like there's i post a video too uh I'll, I'll be posting a video too um that links to some highlights from that because just in terms of numerology like the planes like you know, a, a American Airlines Flight 11, American Airlines Flight 77, you know, 175, 93. These these all have like <laughs> particular um, esoteric meanings. Uh, there was another thing, too, that's this because I, I, I have a second in my second part. I have a second overview on the synagogue of Satan, like a, a more another deeper look. And uh, I compare um, like Satan and also Lucifer, because basically these are the entities that uh, these banksters worship, right? 
And uh, what is particularly interesting, too, is on 9-11, the only plane that was up in the sky, you know, once the attacks were underway, underway is called a doomsday plane. It's it, I don't know if you've heard of that, about that before. It's a, it's a militarized version of a Boeing 747-200 plane. It's, it's called an E4, E-4B. And basically... I, I linked to a couple of the communications, the radio communications, and you know what the, the call signal for that plane was, is Venus 77. We have the number 77 again, and Venus is basically, it's the morning star, it's Lucifer. So if you go back to the Bible, and you do the, Lucifer only appears once in the Bible, and you have to look at the original Hebrew a word and it basically uh refers to the the planet venus <laughs> so what are the odds of that you know the only doomsday plane flying above the united states the only plane and it's causing those venus 77 so that's one particular aspect uh i we don't have too much time to get into uh too many of the other ones uh but i found many many uh, the tridents too. Okay, I'll just give you a little teaser here. You know the tri uh, at the base of the World Trade Center, the metal beams they're in a like form of a trident. Well, they actually kept two of those beams after the towers collapsed, and they put them on the other side of the Hudson River in New Jersey, facing New York, right? And it looks like two hands, and one one of them on the right is almost looks like it's holding up three fingers, like it's giving the middle finger. But that's the trident symbol is very uh, is very telling here because it's a, the trident symbol is basically like the devil, right? So the the yeah. pitchfork of the devil, and not yeah. only yeah. that, mm -hmm. the, the yep, uh, not only that, but the the land they chose for that is actually if you look at it at google maps it's like you can trace there's like a half cross of jesus i think i'm the only journalist who found this no i haven't seen anybody else uh have this so it's a half cross which means it would be a mockery of jesus too uh so there's lots of other deep things in there it's it's pretty wild it, it's it's time for a break uh, but, but you know uh, I'll, it, it, uh, what you mentioned as well, Greg Felton, uh, you know, he, he discusses in that talk that's on your uh, Substack. He, he says that September 11th knocked down a couple of buildings, which led to the passage of the, of the Patriot Act. Uh, and from there, people might argue we went into a spiral to the abyss of statism, torture, imperial overreach and all other sorts of things you can associate with undemocratic activity. And that that document killed the Republic and turned the U.S. into a proto fascist empire. And I can uh, definitely agree with that it's it's time for our uh break we'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective remember that song years ago lunatic fringe i know you're out there believe me i know they're out there i simply watched these people in the climate change cabal and listen to what they say john kerry is out there and i will give him credit at least he did not say a half billion people like Hillary Clinton. But the latest is that climate change is causing respiratory problems and has killed a half million people. Now, where do these statistics come from? Are there death certificates now that say you died because of climate change? But we've got this guy from France, I guess, Francois Jimin, 
a professor at the University of Liège, and a specialist in environmental geopolitics. What the heck is that? He spoke on French TV about the threats of cats and dogs. Listen to this one. Cats and dogs are a disaster for the climate. A cat is a disaster for biodiversity. Do you hear that, Maisie and Shooter? And a dog is a disaster for the climate. Positive proof, folks. The lunatic fringe, except they may not be fringe anymore, is indeed out there. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog. Oh my goodness, a dog. That's a disaster for a climate. Asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Now my dad has never said that to me. Not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with Dan Fournier of uh, fournier.substack.com. Dan Fournier's Inconvenient Truth. So so subscribe there. Find him also on X, uh, Twitter. And we're going to come back to the uh, cyber attacks. And, you know, my previous guest uh, last hour, Terry Wolf, who's also Canadian out in... uh, Manitoba, uh, he was saying the same thing. I, I, I've been saying the same thing that it just seems like, you know, the whole cyber polygon project that was announced by Klaus Schwab and and company, they said that something's going to happen before 2025. Uh, we're now coming into 2024. They put out this Netflix uh, movie about that. Same thing. And I'm just seeing more and more daily headlines reporting on cyber attacks. You know, Israel just knocked out 70% of Iran's uh, petrol stations through a cyber attack. Um, you had one in a county, Washington County in the U.S. to suffer tens of thousands of like um, um, attempts to intrude on their servers. Um, in Italy, uh, they're saying it was the Russians. Italy, Italian government just suffered attacks. So just more and more. Uh, your, your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I mean, I wrote about this in August, so uh, this was a part two because we're we're coming to an end of a financial system, right? Uh, global financial system. So uh, I covered the background of that in part one, uh, where I said they're probably they might have a like a fake alien invasion thing, but I said that's just a distraction. What's really coming is was my part two. The part one is just the background information. The part two was my cyber attack crisis. People can go uh, from my uh, late August post uh, about that. Uh, so in that post, it's very long, detailed post. Uh, you just mentioned cyber polygons. So I talk about one section. Um, in that post, I talk about last summer in Canada, there was a trial run for that. And in Canada, where Rogers communication, that's kind of like Verizon in the US, right? Uh, all the internet and the cell phone service across the country was down for almost uh, 24 hours. And that was actually the same day that the Cyber Polygon event was scheduled. So what a coincidence, right? Uh, the Cyber Polygon got postponed actually but uh, in that post i made 
the prediction not only of the cyber attack, but also that they would blame uh, three potential boogeymen. So Russia, Iran, China, and already two of them have taken root because, uh, I mean, there's multiple instances, but I'll just give you one example is Iran. So not that long ago, I posted an addendum in that particular article so people can see that. Uh, in Pennsylvania, there was a water control station that they say that that was hacked by this uh, Middle Eastern uh, well, kind of Iran-based group called Cyber Avengers, and uh, it, with a three instead of the E at the end. Uh, and then they posted a, a like a picture of one of their monitors at the water station that that it just looks so ridiculous it's it you know it's it says downward israel and you've been hacked and kind of thing and it looks like a super mario brothers from like 1980 you know it's like all pixelated it's absolutely ridiculous uh the cyber avengers if you go on the they actually have, there's actually a link on the their twitter they only have like I think it's 400 followers and it, it just looks totally fabricated. Like this is like typical, <laughs> typical stuff. And the, the second boogeyman was China. Now we can get into the weeds. It's very interesting and timely now because uh, just, I think last week we had Freemason Obama's movie, leave the world behind come out. Okay. Because it's Obama uh, movie production company that, that did this. And in the film, I haven't seen the film yet, but I've done some research. And first of all, it stars like fellow Freemasons, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and Kevin Bacon. And these are very, like, they're well-known uh, Freemasons. <laughs> so that's that's telling right there. And in the film, it, it's, it, it, they make it seem like China is, because there's a cyber attack in the film, okay? And they make it seem like, uh, China is to blame for the cyber attack. So this is typical predictive programming. Now, now there's there's a lot of symbolism in the film. I haven't seen the film yet. Like I said, uh, I'm going to watch it in a few days and definitely going to take notes because I, I have a really keen eye for catching these symbols. Uh, but just to give you a couple examples, there's a, there's a scene where there's a huge oil tanker ship and it's about to crash on the beach where there are a bunch of tourists, right? And the name of the ship is White Lion. And I knew something was off about this. So I did a little bit of research and uh, look at the, the like kind of the esoteric meaning of uh, the White Lion. So, for example, the White Spirit Lion like comes to warn us that some dramatic earth changes are afoot. <laughs> okay and disease and famine and disaster things like that are to come so we were talking about famine earlier and also coincidentally what the white lion there was a ship named white lion it was the first slave ship that arrived to the uh, to the the colony of colony of virginia in 1619 so that in itself is is kind of an interesting uh, coincidence. I know the movie also goes into different things like race relations. So, but maybe that's a talk for another day. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe if you have any thoughts, uh, those are some initial thoughts on the movie. I have yeah, some more about Obama. 
if we have a few minutes left after. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you mentioned earth changes. I was just chatting with um David Dubine of Adapt 2030. I had him on last year for like two hours. Um and um it's funny, I was thinking I should contact David, and then I got an email from David. Uh, and so he should be coming back on the program, but he's been looking, he's coming, you know, people can go to Adapt 2030, he's on Brightshine as well, uh, and he's talking about, he's doing research on um, th this sort of stuff, cycles in ancient history, but we got three and a half minutes left, uh, you know, yeah, further thoughts on this, but I feel like the, the purpose of all of this is to bring about a crisis situation which then they're going to say, you know, we, we had this problem, people's bank accounts were down, uh, maybe they even lost all of their money, and then this will be the perfect moment to introduce again um, CBDCs or or maybe first digital ID uh, so that citizens will then have to verify their identity when they uh, interface with their bank or the apps uh, and whatnot, and then maybe after that, CBDCs will, will will come after because CBDCs don't seem to be ready yet. They're saying, you know, it's going to take a couple more years. But I think the digital ID stuff, I think that is more advanced. Um, I've already used like in Croatia, they have the e-citizenship uh, website, and I, I've I've already got, I've got my Croatian national ID. I've got a smart uh, a smart card reader, and I have been able to plug it in and access to download some of my Croatian documents. And in, in that fashion, uh, and so, uh, yeah, we got two and a half minutes left. Any other thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely. I go into the weeds for, uh, because that's why that that's the reason why they want a cyber attack crisis. Okay. Is, uh, because before bringing the, uh, CBDC, they absolutely need digital ID. So a cyber attack crisis, they'll say, oh, sorry, after, you know, too many hacks, too many things you want to go online, you have to have that. Okay. And it's a setup for internet 2.0. But coming back to the movie to leave the world behind from Obama, uh, there's a teenage son in the movie that catches a mysterious illness. So here we go again, you know, with these kinds of things. So probably caused by a bug bite, uh, biological warfare. And there's also sound wave attacks. Uh, I need to watch a movie to see what that's all about. But how Obama influenced the script, the, the plot and the script. Actually, USA, this is really strange. The USA Today reported that Obama let Sam Esmail, uh, he's the director of the film, know that some of the more dystopian implications of his movie were less than likely. In other words, like Obama's an expert on dystopian, like kind of like things which i i found is interesting and also if you look at the movie poster with all the names you can see bal b-a-a-l like vertically and i talk about bal worship because this is they, they these people worship bal so i'll talk about that in part two so long story short i think uh, they're getting pretty pathetic uh way too obvious and way too sloppy that's my opinion <laughs> well um yeah it's definitely going to be interesting time um 2024 um supply chains breaking down cyber attacks you know um what the houthis um are doing in the red sea out, out there so it's going to be a crazy time um all right always great to have you on dan um got uh 30 seconds left uh you know any final thought and then tell us where we can find you yeah, I mean, people can find me on my Substack. It's uh, fournier.substack.com. So Fournier is F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R. 
And I hope to post uh, after tomorrow, Thursday, I hope to post Synagogue of Satan Part 2. And there's a lot of stuff in there. So I really get into secret societies too. And and all this ball worship and uh, these Satan, you know, satanic right, worship you- and all that. It's pretty deep. Yep. And there's a lot to uh, read on your Substack. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Steve Malsberg is up next, so don't touch that dial.